The details of my life and situation haven't changed, but they feel so different. Welcome to the Real Talk Recovery Podcast with the Therapy Brothers. We're brothers, we're therapists, and we know recovery. Bring your stories, your questions, your successes with Real Recovery. Tyler. Brandon, what is going on, man? Not much. Have you recovered from uh, the <laughs> retreat we did a week ago? We're a week out of the retreat. I got to tell you, man, those ladies that were there are so freaking awesome. They just, the love that they showed each other, the guts that they showed, it was, the, what a great group of women. I think they shivered for like three, three days straight. So they stuck in there and dealt with dealt with the discomfort. So that yeah, was good. Yeah, we, yeah. We, we planted in a spot where we thought the temperature would be about 10 or 15 degrees hotter than it ended up being the whole time. So props to them for sticking through it too. Sticking through it, hanging in there and yeah. uh, just going through the process. So um, I, I got to say, it's it's always just good doing it with you. So you too. Um, I appreciate just relying on you through those things and know it. One thing about, about Tyler is his heart is fully in everything he does. So um, it's nice to know that when you have a partner like that going down to those retreats. So well, the feelings are mutual, Brandon. It's uh it's one of the reasons I love those, that part of what we do. It's because it, it's, you know, dad said uh, a long time ago, he called us the brothers of the Buffalo for some reason. <laughs> But yeah. uh, he used to always say a friend is a friend for a mile or two, but a brother is born for adversity. And, and in those situations where we're really working hard to try to help people, there's always some level of adversity that comes up. And it's nice to know that, that I'm in it with you. So, um, all right. Well, what we're talking about today, I think we'll get even maybe more deep and sappy here. So, yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, you know, you kind of brought this topic up, but it, I, it's absolutely one of my most favorite topics too. So, um, I don't even know where to start here with it, Tyler, in any, but, any place you want to start. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's, let's just start by kind of introducing this and why and how it's like coming to my mind right now. I was just thinking about like some of my own situations in life, my own personal journey, some of the things that I see and feel, my clients go through even some of the stories that I'm hearing from people with this past retreat um, where, you know, I start looking at certain things that have happened in my life and how much my heart has changed over how I see and feel those things and what has happened over the course of the time where <clears throat> let's say there has been my view of one particular thing in my life from a certain lens that's led to an outcome of me feeling trapped or scared or traumatized or angry or resentful, something else like that. Or, and then all of a sudden the details of the this thing haven't changed. The story is still the same, but something happens from the inside out. Some type of a shift happens on the inside. And now all of a sudden, when I look at those same things, I see them in a, such a different light and I feel them in such a different way that leads to such a different outcome. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, so let, let's give some examples, Tyler, because, and, and, and really what we're talking about is being born again is yeah. change is of heart, change of heart, like a shift happening inside of you so that your perspective 
um, of, of these outside like things is completely differently different and you're resonating totally different now. Um, you know, you, you take somebody who, um, is just in victim pain, anger, frustration, um, and not much can change about their life and they can shift into gratitude and peace and acceptance and some neutrality and all kinds of good stuff like that. Um, just by this shift or change of heart happening. Um, I'd like to give a, give an example. Um, just if just a couple weeks ago, um, I got the, the coolest text message, um, ever. And it was from a, a friend of mine, um, that, you know, and he just kind of out of the blue said, Brandon, a lot of the stuff that you've been talking about, I haven't understood. Um, I have beaten myself up, told myself I'm not good enough, told myself I'm not lovable, told, told myself that my wife won't love me as I am. Um, and, and I had a massive experience where I felt God's love in my heart. And I know that no matter what I've done, no matter what has happened to me, I am loved and I am completely loved. And it has changed everything. It's changed the way I show up with my kids. It's changed the way I show up in my marriage um, because I'm not always trying to hide. I'm not always trying to figure out ways around things. I'm just me now. And I feel liberated. I feel free. I feel good. And I went to lunch with him just a couple of days ago. And I got to tell you, Tyler, there's a light in his eyes that I've never seen. Mm there's a peace and there's a happiness and there's a joy because he's had this experience that has shifted him from a place of shame and a place of self-rejection to a place of light, a place of freedom, a place, a place of self-compassion. Um, and nothing really changed in his life except he opened up himself to having that experience and allowing God's love in. Right. So yeah. this kind of, this kind of what we're talking about, right? <clears throat> That's a beautiful story, Brown. And he had, and I love getting those kinds of messages too, but I think with what you're saying, he had some type of an emotional experience that shifted the way his perception of the thing had been for so long. Yep. Right. He'd been yep. living in what he thought was a truth for so long that he would never be redeemable, that he couldn't be lovable. And for whatever reason, and I imagine there was a process to it, it'd be interesting to go back and break down that process, Right, that he became malleable, broken enough, willing to surrender, and got paired up with an experience where he was able to access the love of God. And now all of a sudden he sees his life. He, he is in some ways a new creature. He's a new man. And... And then the production, the outcomes in his life are going to also start to become different because of the, because of the fuel source that has changed and his heart being different. But, but Tyler, I think the, the tricky part here, and you say got paired up with this experience, it's, and, and, and did God orchestrate this? Yeah, Probably. I think so. Yeah. Um, but I think the key to it all for years and years and years he had been trying to work his own atonement, so to speak. He had been um, wanting to be in control. Yes. I, I want to be in control of whether I'm lovable or not. And, you know, when we talk about 
the cave you fear to enter holds the treasure that you seek or the pathway to freedom is through vulnerability. Um, this initiation with God is through courage um, or faith. There had to be some element of, I'm going to just open up to this. Like, I'm just gonna, I don't know where I'm going to land. I might find out that God doesn't love me, um, but I'm sick and tired of the old way of fear and control and trying to prove myself. And what do you know? He surrendered and he surrendered and just, just put it out there. And God was right there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I think Brandon, as you're talking like this process that we call recovery, there are certain ways of trying to go about this process that are true principles that we teach over and over again. Right. And right. I think what you're getting at is, is that this is what's so interesting about this process is, is that it's a long drawn out marathon kind of a, of a thing for most of us to be living and working and breathing recovery. But as we go through the steps, the nuts and bolts of trying to work a recovery, there are moments that can change everything. Yeah. And, and I think we have to have ourselves in the game, doing the things that we need to be doing, following the path that's going to be right for us. But we also at the same time have to be open to the fact that a moment could change everything change everything. It's like, I can go through, I can go through the motions all day today of doing my dailies and keeping my bottom lines and making my phone calls and going to my meetings. And, and I could be doing them from a place of compliance or a place of I'm supposed to, or a place of like, Oh man, this, this is drudgery, but something could shift. You know, there could be something shared in a 12 step meeting that, somehow accesses and touches my heart differently, or there could be some type of a powerful moment that I have in my relationship with God today that could shift everything. And tomorrow I'll still do all of the same things maybe, but they will feel so different because, because of the way that I've been seeing those has shifted. I'll, I'll give you another example, Brandon. Yeah. Um, I actually have a couple, I don't know how woo woo you want to get, but we could, you know, I'm could. all, Hey, I'm all about that. <laughs> <laughs> Just be careful going down that road. I might take us further than yeah. you want. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got, I've got, two, I've got two, two of my own personal examples in mind right now, actually three now, but, um, so maybe I'll, I'll back off on the one I'm thinking of because it's maybe a little bit more personal than people are going to want to hear. Um, but I'll give you two other ones. All right. First one, uh, similar to what you're talking about with your friend, where early on in recovery work, I was doing everything I could to try to make things better. I wanted to make things better. I wanted to fix my marriage. I didn't want to lose my wife, but I was doing them all out of a place of fear, all out of a place of shame, you know, all of this stuff. And I remember early on, I went in to talk to my church leader about everything that I'd done. And I'd fully expected my version of who I thought God was. I thought God was going to be angry, vindictive, and I fully expected discipline. And as I met with my church leader, I got the opposite. I got, I got love. I got him shedding tears with me. I got him coming around the corner of his desk and giving me a hug and telling me that he loved me and that I was lovable and something inside of me shifted there a little bit. Like it, it changed my perspective about who I was. And all it was, was a 20 minute visit with, with a church leader who happened to be able to offer the gift of mercy when, when justice was warranted. Um, 
you know, or I remember later on, this is much later on in my recovery, maybe only, maybe only five or 10 years ago, um, maybe five years ago, I decided to do some EMDR work for myself. And one of the memories that I processed in EMDR was something that happened as a child. And I viewed it so, so in such a way that I I felt like I had let everybody that I knew down. I felt like I had failed. I felt like I had disappointed the people that meant the most to me. And after doing EMDR, I remember I did this really hard EMDR session and it was open still. And I went home and I couldn't even control my emotions. I had crazy dreams that night. I had, but I woke up the next morning and something clicked in my brain and in my heart and said, Tyler, like you're the hero of that story. Like you were acting with courage. You were acting with passion. You were acting with good intentions and I could tell myself that all day long, but something emotionally shifted that day. And now when I look at those memories again, there is no pain whatsoever. There's just memory and a new story that gets attached to it that says, you know, and, and that feeling is different. And then it allows me to not live in that place of not good enough and shame and all that other stuff. So let me let me just kind of highlight this process, Tyler, of what you're talking about and what I was talking about with my buddy. Um, you, you know, you, you did it through EMDR and, and EMDR, ultimately the process of EMDR is to get you to that place where you're open. Um, but you, you, you go in and you have a certain perspective and you have certain faulty core beliefs around the perspective of your life and the experiences that you've had. So you have these beliefs and for many people, they feel like reality. They are the truth. And when you start to open up and you start to dig into those trauma uh, experiences that you've had, um, you open up to new possibilities and in a really safe place, safe environment, I believe you open up to God and you open up to truth, to what actual truth is. So a lot of what we believe about our life experiences and what we've been told is false. It's not truth. And so when you open up to truth and you actually discover that something's very different than the way that you've seen it, you have an emotional, spiritual experience that says, oh my goodness, Um, love has always been here. Forgiveness has always been here. Grace has always been here. It's always been here. And all these thoughts and constructs and all these things that have been creating so much suffering in my life. That's just inside of me. That's I have, I have put those things up. So I'm going to let those things go and I'm going to rest. I'm going to rest in, in love. Um, I'm going to rest in the arms of a God who loves me and can hold me through this. And when you do that, what you discover is who you truly are, who, who you absolutely have been designed to be here in this, this earth, because you're not operating from a place of fear and control anymore. Um, now you're operating from a place of, of, of power, of love. It's, it's not force anymore. It's power. Um, and, and so what I, I know I'm taking this far, Tyler, but what I'm seeing is you had to, you had to be open and, and willing to be opened up in a safe place. 
And when God's love came, you had to feel it, whether it came through that bishop or whether it came through your EMDR experience, you had to allow yourself to notice it and recognize it and take it in. And ultimately it's step three of the 12 step, turn your will and your life over the care of God in that moment. Um, And then your eyes are open. Then you see everything through this lens of compassion and forgiveness and God's love. That's, that's beautiful, Brandon. I would say like, I think maybe that's one of the principles we're trying to get to today is how do you get to that place where you can be safe enough and willing enough to let the ego down, so to speak. And then that step three, turn your life over to the wife and will over to the care of God. I would almost say that even that is sometimes phrased in a way that doesn't quite get it right. Where in doing that, what we actually end up doing is be willing to receive what God has for us. Um, it's, it's about the reception of that change of perspective, that change of heart, as much as it is giving everything over. Um, yes. Yes. You know, like I can, I can humbly give my will over to God in quotes, you know, yes. but, but really what I'm doing is if I'm actually doing that, what That's I'm saying great is point. This is yours, God. I'm willing to receive whatever it is you want me to know yep. or feel or have. And it's, it's like pure humility and faith. Yeah. And it's, yeah. and that, that kind of leads to those. I think the, the psychology term that would be used is the aha moment where, and I think all of us have had these happen before. We could probably go through and share some more stories on this, but like, You've been looking at it it's a certain way, like even, even in the way that we've done our jobs forever, Brad, and I think that there's more still to come. We felt so good about doing therapy from an angle of this direction of right. like, you know, and all of a sudden yeah. it's like, boom, we had some aha moments and said, yep. oh, we, we need to make some course corrections on the way we're doing treatment because we're actually maybe not helping the way we want. Yep. Um, and, yep. and then we've, we've since shifted and now we're doing treatment in kind of a different way with a different philosophy, with a different, and, and chances are that another aha moment is around the, the there's another perspective, the corner, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but, but what I can say is, is that in those changes, there's been some level of conviction. There's been some level of change of heart that, that feels so much, um, it feels so true, more in alignment, more in alignment, more congruent than, than maybe the ways that I've been living my life. And, and whether that's in my profession or in my personal life, I I'm looking constantly for the, that next thing. Now the next aha moment, so to speak. Yeah. But in order to get there, there's almost always some type of it's, the, it's, a, it is the hero's journey. It's there's that, a breaking point. There's there, a, we're going to live this way for a while and then we're going to get a call to action. And that call to action could come in the form of a, a struggle or a trial or a betrayal or yep. something else. And then we're back on the journey again and we have to wrestle through the darkness, through the cave, through the struggles before we get that new superpower, so to speak of like, Oh, you know, like I, I won't go into all the details, but I, I had just a crazy dream about a week before the retreat. And, uh, and there was a lot of, a lot of stuff in it, but one particular thing that shifted for me in, in a moment was I've had a long time resentment towards somebody from my past. And, uh, and I thought that I had laid it to bed. This is like a 20 year resentment. I thought that I'd laid it to bed. And then in this dream, I realized that I hadn't laid it to bed, but by the end of the dream, I came face to face with this person and I felt on a deep, deep level their humanity. I felt a deep, deep sense of love for that person. And when I woke up, I couldn't 
even if I tried to, I couldn't bring up bitter feelings for this person. Um, and it shifted, it it shifted in a moment. Um, and, and it's been a couple of weeks now and I still feel the same as I now do. I've had a rebirth in terms of how I feel towards that person. Now I'm probably never going to go talk to them again. Right. I'm never, I don't have an interest in going and seeing Kumbaya or giving them a hug or whatever, but my feeling and my heart is a complete peace towards them. Right. 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 That, and that That, shift is there. Yeah. And and you know, what's beautiful about that um, is that shift uh, blesses you more than anybody. I know (laughs) it's It's within you, you know, like you're not harboring this stuff and carrying around this nasty energy anymore. (laughs) I know it's like that. It's like that line in the, in the song that just says that when we, we learn to let go of those things, the only real person we set free is ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I, I, uh, you know, Tyler, you bring up, I, I, I want to kind of highlight this, this one thing because I've had a change of heart here and I think it's, it's very common, but that experience you had with a church leader, um, you were kind of operating under a certain lens. And, and I think I know that lens and I know it well, um, something to the effect of, um, I need to be, um, a good boy. I need to be obedient in order to be acceptable and loved. Um, my worth is dependent upon, um, how, you know, how good I do. And it's a transactional model of God's love is what I call it, where God's watching me. And if I do good, then I'll be blessed and good things will happen. And I was always confused by that because, um, I was, you, you know, I was, I was a goody goody. I was, I was a good kid growing up. Um, I did the best that I could. Um, yet like, you know, the jazz never won the championship and that's, <laughs> I was waiting for that to that's happen. What you prayed for. Yeah. Like I, I never got that girlfriend that I wanted in high school. Like where, where was she? Like I was, I was earning it. Wasn't I? Um, and, uh, like the, the outcomes of my life that I expected or wanted from being good weren't happening. Um, but I carried this Tyler into my, into my adulthood. Um, I remember on my mission thinking if I'm obedient enough, then I'll be successful and I'd be very obedient and things would fall apart. Um, I got home from my mission and got into doing therapy and, and you can hear my, my, kind of control here a little bit, got into doing therapy. And I thought, you know what, if I'm a good man and I live righteously and I do the right things, then I'm going to succeed at my job. And succeeding at my job means that my clients really start to get better. Their marriages are saved. um, They find peace. They find happiness. All good things start to happen. And, you know, you you can see where this story is going, right? Yep. Um, <laughs> and, and, uh, I, I, I really did and do love the people that I work with. And so I was trying hard to be good enough to get the blessings for them to have peace and happiness in their life. And, um, bad things continued to happen. Um, or I, I don't even want to call them bad, but, but hard things continued to happen in their things life. that you didn't want to have happen. Yeah. And I got to a breaking point. I got to a breaking point of really not even wanting to be a therapist anymore. And, um, 
and and it was really hard and and um i had a real uh deep spiritual experience and one of the answers that i got was i got this like let let go like what are you what are you doing i've got then that's what god was telling me is i've got this and i never i didn't understand that like i know that sounds crazy because all along god had it right for all these yeah. people like i didn't yeah. i wasn't controlling <laughs> anything there i didn't have any you know and, and when when i discovered that i realized what i was doing i realized that i was trying to prove myself that i was trying to be in control and i let go of that and what happened was all of that control and fear that i had and guilt that i had about my failures and then people failing that all went away and it was replaced with um, acceptance of myself, acceptance of who I was. And no, just like, just like my friend I was talking about um, there's a reason I call myself a born again, Buddhist Mormon, because I've been born again in the, in those moments. I felt like, look, like I am okay. Everything is okay. The guilt doesn't need to be there for me to be good anymore. Yeah. And the the shame and the guilt and the force and the control and the transactional model of God's love, like, nah, that's not my lens anymore. That's gone now. Yeah. And and it changes the way that I show up on so many levels with my clients, with my wife, with my family. Um, do you know what I'm talking about? Absolutely. You know, it's funny that you share that ex- example. <clears throat> this has, this was the theme for me of the retreat we just got done with, you know, that's the blessing of being able to come and put this on and try to help other people. But I got smacked in the face so many times by God this last weekend <laughs> where I, like, I just have this, like, I you just have, have dreams. This, you have it. You I have this, this retreat and I have this drive to just want to do it and be right. And I have this picture of how exactly everything's going to go. And over and over and over again, I kept getting this message from God that was like, same thing, get out of the way. Let me, let me do this. You don't have to be the answer. You are no longer the answer. And it started like (laughs) a few- That hits your ego, doesn't it? Oh man, it hurts my ego so bad. Like, because, because that's the whole reason, like, that's who I want to be. I want to You're be the important. guy who helps people. I, I want to help people. You know, <laughs> and it's like, God's like, Hey dude, like you're kind of in the way, like yeah. get yeah. out of the, get out of the way a little bit. And, uh, I remember sitting in group, <clears throat> one of my men's groups a few weeks before the retreat started. And we just had this really powerful, like the energy in the room was just so good. It was so beautiful. And there's just love there. And, and I'm sitting there kind of like helping facilitate this group. And I had this thought go through my mind of like, this is God's work, mm-hmm. you know? And I, and, and when I heard that in my mind, I was like, darn straight, this is God's work. Like, look at what I'm doing. You know, like, <laughs> like, and, and, and then all of a sudden something like stopped me. It was one of those aha moments again of like, boom, I was stopped dead in my tracks. And I almost felt this impression of like, no, Tyler, like witness yeah witness my work like you're you're getting a gift to be a witness to this process right now you are not the process and and it felt so it sounds weird because that that deconstruction of my ego in that moment is scary on one hand but on the other hand it's like oh so beautiful like so like thank you like what a gift what a gift to be able to witness the courage of these men 
doing what they're doing and loving one another and holding each other accountable and and growing in brotherhood with each other. And for me to be a witness of that is such a gift. Well, Tyler, what you're talking about and what I'm hearing and what you're saying right now is when I see somebody have a change of heart or shift their perspective, um, if it leads to this, this feeling of freedom, it's like a freedom feeling of, of uh, I'm liberated um, and it's a release. It's like, I'm, I'm not holding stuff anymore. That's when, you know, the lens shifted in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Um, because the weight goes off your shoulders and, um, I, I, I'm sure you see it in your client's eyes or when somebody's in so much pain and fear and control. And when they've gone through that process of change, you absolutely can see it in them, their countenance changes, right? Yes. Well, and, I, and I'm thinking of like the process of that change and how so often <clears throat> that those moments happen right at the pinnacle part of a struggle or a trial, because that's where the new message is the most powerfully felt, you know, where, yes, you know, to, to be in a spot where I honestly, all I needed was conviction and and justice because of the things that I had done. And I knew that I had earned everything that was going to come my way to then receive such mercy at such a different angle. That's, that's the love of God in my mind that fractured the whole belief system. But, but I do right? got to say, Tyler, you played a part in it. You do. Mm -hmm. Because in that moment, when that church leader came in and gave you that, you did receive it. Like you could have walked out of there and been like, yeah, he's just putting on a show, you know, trying to make me feel good. Try, you know, I'm still a piece of crap. Like you, you have to be ready. You have to be willing and you have to be ready. You know, we just spent, you know, 40 people and, and everybody's in a different place of where they're at to release and to let go and to be open to that change. Right. Mm -hmm. And you, you were ready then. In, in that moment, in that moment, you were ready. And it but, makes me wonder how many moments we miss. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, we talk about God being in the, in the details of our lives all day, every day, and we could probably find him if we really had the eyes to see it. And I believe that's really true. But I also believe that, you know, and this is kind of getting more into like spiritual things, but I believe that we, uh, at least the God I believe in is a God that will go to the depths to find me no matter where I go. And no sometimes- question. And sometimes it's the depths themselves that are the most fertile ground where God's light can shine through the most. And, uh, and that's why I think so many people have, when they talk about, they're like, I hit rock bottom and then boom, I had this experience. It's like, I actually think what's happened is, is that by the time you've hit rock bottom and you feel and think like there's nowhere else you can go and that you've earned a life of being miserable and horrible and, and, you know, whatever else. And then all of a sudden you're met with something that's the opposite of that. That's what shifts people. That's what changes people, yep. Yep. you know? And yep. uh, it's, it's kind of a beautiful process when both the giver and the receiver are on the same level, whether that's God or another person or whatever else, but they can both rejoice in the gift that's being offered instead of one either rejecting or one not giving. Yep. I, I want to come back to your story about being in group and witnessing God work. Um, I know for me, and you can probably relate to this. Um, I do want to play the role of God where I step in and I, I, you know, you know, sometimes you talk to people and they're, they're like steeped in denial 
Um, and it's like, you speak truth to them and they're like Teflon. It just like that nothing can get in. It's like, and, and you know, like I know deep down if they could get this principle, if they could feel this thing and, and understand what I'm talking about, everything would change for them. Everything would be better, but they won't, they, they can't let it in and they can't let it in. And, um, and I, I truly do love them and I want them to have these breakthroughs. And at the same time, that's me not having faith in the process for them of what they need to go through. And if I hand that over to God, I can say, God, like I, I can do the best that I can to love them. I can try to reflect back reality. I can empathize with them. I can do all these things. I can do the best that I can to love them. And they are in your hands. Um, and I'm going to let them go and have their own process for their own change of heart when the time is right for them. Right. Which can be really kind of excruciating um, at times when you love them. Yeah. And at the same time, it can be really freeing and beautiful of like, I I let them go. It's okay. And I love them where they're at and that's fine. And you'll do therapy based off of your relationship with your higher power, which means you're going to love them in the best way you possibly could anyway. Right where they're at. Like it's, that's the, I think that's the work is that we continually come back to that place, the congruence from the inside out kind of work, whether it's as a therapist or as a father or as a husband or, or as a friend or whatever else. If, if we're operating from an inside out kind of a place, we're going to be showing up the best we can, no matter what anyway, but we'll be doing it with a different feeling than doing all of the same things so that we'll be seen as good enough. There's a beautiful principle, Tyler. I know we're running out of time. And it's that we always, and, and, and those who want to play the victim and want to be stuck and want to be miserable and suffer, they don't like this. But we always, always have the ability to change the way we look at things. We always have the ability to shift our thinking and to shift our feeling and to shift our hearts. We always have this available to us, no matter what situation that we're in or no matter what we have been through. Um, and so if you're miserable, if you're miserable in your marriage, if you're miserable in your career, if you're miserable in your life, I really like to tell you this, but I also I hate to tell you <laughs> that you the, you, the person who's listening right now you have it within you to let go. You have it within you to let go and let God. You have it within you to forgive. You have it within you to stop controlling. And you have it within you to find freedom and peace. You have it within you, no matter what you've been through. Beautiful, Brandon. I don't think I need to add anything else to that. Um, great conversation today. Yeah, that Probably was as fun. Much, Thanks, as much for us as it was for all of our listeners, probably. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, so those of you listening, if this is meaningful to you, please don't hesitate to share it with anyone who you think might also benefit from it. And thank you for being here with us. Yep. See you guys. Bye.